How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm surviving. I'm in Wichita, my friend's house right now. Possible in Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. I was going crazy, but I'm only staying here a couple weeks, maybe another week. Um, and then I'm going back to sit alone. Um, <clears throat> where are you located? Sorry, I was eating. Um, technically, I'm in Ohio, but I'm really close to Pittsburgh. I'm like about 45 minutes. Okay. So it's, it's easier to just say Pittsburgh because nobody knows where I'm at in Ohio. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, do you know what we're at? I know you know about the festival. Um, yeah. But are you, do you know what the nonprofit's goal is? I don't know if you took it, if you were able to look at the site or anything. Um, vaguely. Yeah, what we're going to do is give, um, pay for classes for women in the queer community and troubled youth to take comedy and improv classes. Uh, I love that. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, how how long have you been doing comedy, and what is your, like, origin story? Um, so I started doing it in college, and then I just kind of stopped doing it, not really for any reason, um, just life. And then I started back up this past October. Um, I just kind of started doing open mics again, and the first open mic I did back, I got booked on a show. And I just kind of remembered how much I loved it. And I missed it. And I've been doing it regularly ever since. So collectively, probably two years, but consistently probably like since like October. So six, seven months. What led you to um, comedy in the first place? Um, I've always dealt with things through jokes and like just laughing it off even if I didn't want to that's like in my family that's how we did it like just passive aggressive like we couldn't say how we felt about things um so we joked about it I guess if that makes sense um and I guess that's just my friends always thought I was funny. I was at an open mic one night just watching and I decided to just do it. And I realized I really liked it and I just kept doing open mics through college and it never went anywhere in college really. It was just something I did on, for fun. Yeah. And then this past time I started doing it, it actually kind of went somewhere and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is fun. I like it. It's going somewhere. So I'm like kind of pursuing it a lot more now. So what, uh, how do you think comedy has helped you? It's, uh, it's such an outlet. Um, like when something bad happens, I can turn it into something good for other people. Um, like I had this one really bad experience with this one guy and when I have something bad that happens to me, I instantly turn it into a joke. That's how I deal with it. And I've used it in my sets a lot and people love it. They think it's great and I'm glad they find enjoyment out of it and it 
makes it almost worth it that yeah it was like a crap situation for me but like at least people are getting a kick out of it at least I can joke about it and people are enjoying it so it's like a silver lining almost I guess yeah it's like therapeutic also because I can get it out in the open and be like this happened and this is how I'm dealing with it yeah and I don't have to pay anyone to talk about it people just sit there and listen yeah yeah and then there's the power in um making jokes especially when it's a, a person that's hurt you and you're able to go up there and make jokes about them and other people are laughing at them um and you know sometimes laughing at you and your for me it's like my stupidity mm -hmm. also laughing at that person um is really fun that's what drove me to get on stage part of the reason like of what drove me to get on stage for the first time was to just tell everybody that um, a man's penis didn't work. And yeah. I still tell that joke four years later. So hang on one second. Let me shut my door. Okay. But, uh, yeah, comedy was a transformation for me. Um, you know, it really changed. It really had a lot of, uh, like, positive impacts on just my daily life outside of the stage and comedy. Um, it spilled over into, into every area of my life as far as, like, confidence and um, feeling empowered and things like that. Has it helped you in your non-comedy life? It has. Um, I totally agree with the confidence thing. I I think when I did it in college, it didn't have that much of an effect because I just it was just open mics. It was just on a random night where I would just go have beers and get on stage and tell a stupid story. Um, not that that's a bad thing. I totally encourage doing open mics. I love it. I'll do all the open mics wherever, whenever. I love open mics. Um, but I think now that I'm taking it a lot more seriously, it's definitely had an impact um, on my confidence. I feel more in control of myself, more in control of who I am as a person and what people can and can't do to me. Because, like, if you do something shitty to me, I I can make that into a joke, and I can make you look awful, or I can make you look great. Like, and I, I like having that control. Yeah. And I think having the, the ability to control a crowd has given me so much confidence in my personal life. Um... And I think, I think it has a it has its downfalls for me also though because I think like the last couple guys I've dated like when I don't tell people that I do this right off the bat when I date them, um, and then when they find out I think they get a little intimidated almost, which is weird. Um, intimidate men. It does. I don't think they like it. Like they act like they like it, but they don't. 
Well, because there was a some study or something like they like when men say they want a woman with a sense of humor, they mean they want a woman that laughs at them. And when women say they want a sense of humor, they want someone that makes them laugh. So, you know, men are want want to be the funny one, I guess. But yeah, sorry about you, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. Get funnier. Um, it just. Yeah, it just adds another layer to the already layers of things that I do and say that intimidate men already. Um, but I tell them right off the bat, I'm a comedian. It, it, I might as well go ahead and know. And yeah, they always act like they think it's cool, but then they want to tell me a joke and I don't find it funny. And they're like, or they're like, oh my God, I've always wanted to try stand up. And I'm like, go ahead, try. Just so you know, I don't date comedians though. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You can interject. Um, I think my favorite is when, because I used to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comic. I do stand up. And they'd be like, oh, I bet I'm funnier than you. I'm like, oh. Do you get paid to do this? <laughs> to like be funny? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, then I bet you're not. Yeah, I <laughs> never had I've I've I don't know if I've had anybody say they're funnier than me. Necessarily. But yeah, it just it just annoys me. It annoys me to no end when that's all they want to talk about is comedy. And uh, also, it, it does help weed people out quickly, though. Also, if they're, um, I got a lot, when I was doing online dating, I got a lot of dudes that were like, I love Joe Rogan. You like Joe Rogan? And I was like, immediately unmatch. That was, <laughs> if you're a Joe Rogan fan, I'm not, it's not even anything personally against Joe Rogan. I don't listen to him. I don't know. I, I, I've seen some of his stand-up. I guess he's funny. You know, it's nothing personal against him. I'm just, based on my experiences with mm -hmm. Joe Rogan fans, I am not compatible with a Joe Rogan fan or romantic relationship. That's yeah. just a fact of the experiences I've had. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I don't, uh, I had one dude call him Jopra, as in, like, the metal <laughs> And I'm like, are you serious? Because Oprah was a, a black woman that was, came from nothing and abuse and rose to power where she's at. Um, and she's, like, a millionaire. <laughs> and, uh is inspirational for that alone. What what exactly has Joe Rogan done to deserve this kind of respect? I don't understand it. I don't get I'm, it at all. I I'm I like Joe Rogan. Like I don't I think he's funny, but like I wouldn't go that far with it like at all. Joe Front. Oh my god. <laughs> he has a lot of influence over white you know, a certain set of white men. Mm-hmm. And... I have picked up on that, yeah. They are a set of white men I have no interest in dating. You know, they, we just aren't compatible, I can tell you right now. It's not going to work. 
it's a lot of like the the bro oh yeah the stereotypical bro dudes like um i have picked up on that <laughs> yeah they're like bro dudes or they're like there's like nerdy bro dudes there's all sorts of bro dudes yeah they're like the 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 whey protein like hitting the gym bro dudes like the the like no pain no gain but i think i think i don't know yeah, there's like, bro dudes that want to be those dudes yeah i mean, idolize joe rogan because they wish they could be that cool you know i did a lot like, of dudes. i mean i like joe rogan but i would never call him i wouldn't compare him to oprah oh, oh my god yeah it's insane dudes that's insane um <laughs> But yeah, so that immediately, yeah, I just, I, one thing about, I like critical thinkers and uh, people that are uh, based their thinking on, you know, facts and legitimate science and um, not pseudoscience or all the other mm -hmm. weird crap. I, I think Joe Rogan might be a flat earther or some shit, like, I don't know. I just know that I'm not compatible with, I mean, and I, we're talking five or six dudes I've gone on dates with that were Joe Rogan fans that I, you know, and then I have, I have male friends that are Joe Rogan fans. Like, fine, you can be my friend if you're a Joe Rogan fan, but I don't want to date mm. you. I don't want to be with you all the time. We're not compatible. <laughs> but, I don't like dating comedy fans, like hardcore comedy fans in general, I think. I just, I think it's weird. Cause like you said, that's like, I don't want to date someone who that's all they want to talk about. That's all they want to. Yeah, cause it's, it's just odd. Being a comedian is just one part of me. Mm -hmm. And it's a part that they can easily talk about and relate to. But what generally happens is we talk ourselves through comedy. I actually had in my phone, like a saved note of my favorite comics because I would get asked that a lot. Yeah. And then I put it in my actual profile. Like, here's my, like, here's my top, you know, the top three questions I get off the bat. Let's get those out of the way. Okay. There's mm -hmm. this, I've been doing comedy this long. These are my favorite comics. Um, yeah. And, and then, and then I forgot what the other one was, but, they would still ask because they don't read the fucking profile. See, I I had in my I think it might I had in my profile for a while that I was a comic, and I would get who's your favorite comic? How long have you been doing it? Let me hear a joke. Yeah, I bet I'm funnier than you. And it's like That's the other one. Let me hear. Not, it's like it's not gonna. I'm just gonna sound like a bitch. I just said, I type it out. <laughs> I have a link to my YouTube. I'm like, you want to hear a joke? Go see me tell. I have as I have a professionally shot 20 minute set on YouTube. Go watch that. Because that, that's what I would just give them my YouTube link. I'd be like, here you go. Have fun. I have like 10 videos. There you go. Like, like you're gonna want to watch these before you decide if you want to date me or not, because you're gonna learn a lot about me, and 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 how I interact with men so you'll probably want to watch that um and see 
uh, I'm, I, I quit online dating in January. Um, cause it's just 14 years I've been doing it. Like I was back on singlesnet.com in 2006, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 42. So I've been, I was, you know, grown, uh, in 2006. Uh, that was like 30, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, just, I mean, I had relationships from them, from online dating, long-term relationships, but I just, one reason I have to tell them I'm a comedian is because it is a, it's a huge part of my life. It's my main focus in life. And I, you know, I moved to Denver for it. You know, it's why one of the main reasons I moved to Denver, I, you know, I'm out doing it five to seven nights a week, whether it's a mic or a show. If I'm not on a show, I'll go watch a show. Um, And so my time is so limited to even be able to date. And then you Mm -hmm. got to have all these conversations that go nowhere. And it's just so, I just don't have, I didn't have time to do all that. And it was just distracting me from other things I should be doing. So, and they all just wanted to get laid. And I just, uh, and so... I quit doing it. Then I got bored um, when everything got shut down, when there was no comedy. And I thought uh, naively that there actually might be people on there that want to talk to me since we can't hook up because we can't be around each other. But it didn't. No, it's still the same crap. Yeah. So I deleted them again. I was like, I'm out of here. I don't this is I, I was like 2020 is the year I stopped internet dating because like I like you said like with since I, I mean I I used it before but I was never like super into it and then when I started doing comedy again I didn't really have time and then I would tell guys and they would just be like kind of dickish about it so I stopped telling them and then like I'd eventually tell them like maybe after like a date or two and then they'd be like oh who's your favorite comic blah, blah, blah. and then I'd be like okay I don't even talk to you anymore and I kind of stopped for a while started using it again and it's just been terrible like I thought it'd be different because of the virus like like you yeah. said no it's it's exactly the same and it's like I don't know what's happening to men in this being locked up in their houses, but these dudes that probably haven't been laid in six months are suddenly acting like they fucking can't live without sex. And I'm like, you were already not getting laid before this. It's not like you were, you know, and now you're not getting laid. (laughs) What are you like? Why are you so, I don't know, man, they're fucking annoying me. So I just, it's so awful. <laughs> I don't need any more uncertainty in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't handle, I can't handle it. And yeah, I need someone I can talk to who's going to listen to me about serious things right now. I, I can't, I can't, I can't handle having these um, mundane chit chat conversations about bullshit. I just, I can't handle, like, what's your favorite TV show? Who's your favorite band? Oh, I just can't do it right now. 
Like, what are you binge watching? The same thing everyone else is, man. Like, Teen Tiger King. Like, yes, apparently to get married, I need, like, meth and tigers. Like, that's all I need. Like, what? Like, why? Yeah, there's nothing of substance. I don't like chit chatting anyway, but it's just, I, I don't have it in me to do it right now. I'm too serious right now. I'm too, I just, ugh. Yeah. And I think I, like, I matched with another comic, like a, like a male comic, like, from Pittsburgh, and I've, I don't think I've met this guy, if I have, it was probably an open mic, and I don't really remember him, and, and like, he's, like, every day, he's, like, have you written new jokes, have you, I'm, like, no, dude, who writes new jokes every day, and he's, like, help me come up with a punchline, and I'm, like, no, Man, like, and I don't even know if he's actually a comic, because I don't think I've ever seen him at a mic. I don't recognize his name, and I'm just like, are you, who are you? There's so many comics in Denver. I matched with one who I did know of. Uh, we weren't Facebook friends, but I'd heard of him. And then I found him on Facebook and added him, and then... We talked a little bit on Facebook Messenger. I saw him once in person and neither of us talked to each other. We didn't even go near each other. We kind of did a what's up across the room. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I kind of chit chatted with him a little bit more in Messenger since the quarantine. So it's just like, oh, I wonder what he's up to, if he's doing okay. And, uh, and then nothing. But, you know, we're both, it's hard because comedians are usually pretty socially awkward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I don't, I'm not opposed to like trying to date a comedian, but I'm not going to just sleep around with comedians. I'm not going to do yeah. casual with comedians. I've, I've gone back and forth on the dating, a like a comic thing. Like, like, I'm like, oh, maybe it'd be convenient. Sorry, my dog might bark. My neighbors are being kind of loud. Um, like, I've gone back and forth, because it'd be convenient to date one, because you're at the same place at the same time doing the same thing, but then, like, the rumors start to fly, especially if it's one that's, like, a, um, maybe, like, a successful comic in your area, like, one of the more popular ones, and I've had, like, rumors about me in the Pittsburgh area just from hanging out with male comics like at open mics yeah and it's like no like i'm not sleeping with them we're just friends but like it's fine it's cool like thanks you run the risk as a, as a woman of, of getting your any success that you have after that point being attributed to that man not you oh she's yeah. on that show because she's dating so and so and people know that and they want to kiss his ass or yeah. you become his girlfriend. You're not like a comedian on your own right. I mean, I think that I've been doing it long enough. I've been doing it for four years, and I I think I've established myself enough in the Denver scene because I traveled out there a lot. Um, but that's not going to happen to me. I, also, I don't – my age is helpful. I, I'm not – you know, I don't know. I'm not uh, – I hang out with male comedians all the time, but Denver's a, Denver's a really good scene. There are several 
comedy couples there that are doing well in comedy and in their relationship. Um, my problem is, is that is, is not so much them or rumors. It's that if they piss me off, I don't want to make a scene. I, I get real petty. And when I get mad, I just don't even think about the long-term repercussions of my words or actions. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to ruin the scene for me to where I can't go to it. Um, because I can't be around somebody because I'm sad or, you know what I mean? Or I'm going to be petty or yeah. start dating somebody else. And you, ugh, I can't deal with all that. Um, I like, I like when I break up with somebody that I just never see them again. I really enjoy that fact yeah. of having children with the people I date now. Like I just never have to talk to them or see them again. It's, it's, it's amazing. You just block them on everything and they're gone. Poof, never happened, you know? And mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can't do that when, yeah, they're, they're everywhere you want to be. And so, yeah, I just, it, I have, I have my eye on a few, you know, I always have, I have these crushes as I call them. I investigate them. Some, I don't go where they are intentionally. Like I may go watch them on a show, but, um, you know, I don't like follow them around in person. I just do a lot of mm -hmm. internet investigations. I do see them in person. I like to hear their comedy. And generally, at some point, they do something that just makes me go, never mind. And I'm, I break up with them. Uh, and they never knew we were dating. But I've, I've been investigating them, trying to get information. And it's real easy to do that with comics. Because they post a lot of content. They post videos. They post songs they sing. They post all sorts of stuff. And so it's pretty easy to investigate a comedian and find the reason why I don't want to date them. <laughs> See, I think there's only been like, I think maybe one or two comics I've been interested in dating. And the one I would totally still date him. Like he's such a cutie. Like I, I adore him. The other one, it took me like two weeks to be like, I'm breaking up with you in my head. Like, no, like, we were on shows together for two weekends in a row. And the second one, it was just a total disaster. And it was kind of his fault. And, but it was like, a, not a terrible situation. And I was just like, you're a cool dude. But like, I could never in a million years be your girlfriend ever. And that was when I was like, I'm never dating a comic. And then I met the other dude and I was like, maybe. I could maybe date a comic. I don't want to never say never. That's how I am. It's like, never, never, but like, maybe, you I'm know? I'm trying to date a comic. I'm not seeking out to date a comic. But some of them catch my eye sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, but Denver has hundreds of comics and they are mostly men. Yeah. So hundreds and hundreds of comics um so out of the hundreds and hundreds of comics there's five that 
one had I asked him out and he had he was dating somebody I don't know if he still is I'm not asking him out again several people know I have a have a crush on him and it's become like a joke with me and my friends and then and I've seen him in person since I asked him out and it's all fine um, three of them have no idea they have no clue that I like them or have any interest in them in that way at all that's how I like to keep it till I'm ready mm -hmm. to, to make the next move and then the fifth one um, seems to be mildly reciprocating out of nowhere I don't know if he was just trying to get laid I don't know what's happening but you know then I came to Kansas for a couple weeks so um, yeah I just I don't know I'm, I mean I made it really clear to him when we were messaging that I was not coming over at nine o'clock at night and um, because he wanted to go on a hike, he asked for a walk and uh, stuff. And I was like, or he's like, or oh, you could just come over here. I'm like, no, I'm not coming over there. Um, at 9.30, we could go on a walk tomorrow during the daytime. And then he backed out like three hours before we were supposed to meet with a reasonable excuse. And I said, well, I'm going out of town, so it'll have to wait till I get back. So we'll see, but I, I was just like, I, I'm not someone that's going to just have a casual relationship with you. If you want to, I'm not saying be my boyfriend, obviously, because we haven't even hung out in that mm -hmm. capacity at all. But I'm just saying like, that would be the point of me hanging out with you in a non-comedy way is to see if we want to get to know each other in a romantic way and be a couple. Like that's the goal for me for dating. So if your goal for dating, for wanting to go on a walk with me, is not going to be that goal. If you're just trying to get laid, I'm not the one to fuck with. I'm not the mm -hmm. one to mess with because uh, if I like you, like I know immediately, like I can have casual sex, but I know immediately whether or not I'm gonna like them if I do mm -hmm. or not, you know, not like them. Yeah. And so if I already have kind of a crush on you, I already have these feelings a little bit and sex is just going to make all them, especially if it's good sex, it will mm -hmm. be love in no time. And that's how I am. And so I want to make it real clear from the get go, like, this is my goal. I want to never have to date again. I want to find someone to be with. Yeah. Um, hopefully until I'm dead. That's the preferred thing. I'd like to never have to date again. I'd like to just find someone that I'm compatible with and that I'm in love with and treats me the way I want to be treated. And, but I'm not like, I don't have to find it. It'd be cool. It'd be some an added bonus to life to find that person. But I'm not settling for just anybody. I'd rather be alone. There's, yeah, it's worse to be with somebody that's not, compatible with you than to just be all alone so see and I think that's kind of my problem like I'll get like one guy and I'll kind of like fall for him like super hard and then like I get blinders or like I can't like I don't see any other guy and it doesn't matter if this guy rejects me so hard like it 
it'll be like months before I can be like, okay, I should probably date someone else now. You know what I mean? It, now, it, if I ask someone out and they're not interested in me romantically, I immediately have, I immediately have no interest in them anymore romantically because they've already not given me what I need. So, uh, yeah, I, I can turn it off pretty easily and without a lot of cause. Um, they can just say one thing to me wrong. And, I mean, I'll point it out, and it depends on how they react. But, yeah, if they can't, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty, pretty picky now. Um, but that's just because I know what I want, what I don't want, what I can handle, what I can't handle, what I need, you know, what I don't need. Um, and I'm not afraid to be alone if if I can't find anybody, so I'm not like desperate for anyone ever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so if someone doesn't like me back, I immediately it's a it's I'm done. I don't want it. I don't want them anymore and I move on. See I think I'm just so picky with guys that like once I find one I like, I'm like, this is it. Like this is the one I want. And then like, once it's over, I'm like, all right, well, there's no one else because that was the one I wanted. Like, yeah, not what I wanted, you know what I mean? Like, My friend Dawn's like that. She will just hold on to feelings for people for years. See, I'm not that bad with it. It'll be like maybe a couple weeks to a month, but like, that's if there's like an actual connection, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. gotta be like, it's gotta be like solid for that to happen. Yeah, I, uh, I've never really dated a comedian. I dated one that was just an open micer. He wasn't even funny. He was pretty, though, and he fed me a bunch of bullshit saying he felt the same way I did. We hung out for, like, three weeks just as friends more and more at Mike's, and then I asked him out. And we went out. And then even before we had sex, I like stopped and we were making out in his bedroom. He was very respectful. He was like, do you want to hang out in the living room or the bedroom? And I know what that meant. You know, like we're going to hang out in the yeah. room means I'm not going to have sex with you. I'm going to go to your bedroom means I want to have sex with you. So I was like, let's go to the bedroom. And um, then I stopped him as we were kissing and stuff. I was like, look, I just want you to know that I'm not just sleeping with you to sleep with you. Like I want to date you. I want the goal is to see if this is going to go somewhere in a relationship. So I'm not going to be sleeping with anybody else if we're sleeping together regularly. And you're going to need to at least, I'm not saying you need to call me your girlfriend, but you, I at least need to know you're not fucking anybody else while we're fucking. And, and, and he never said anything. He just started kissing me again. And I took his penis penetration as agreement. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I know I need to hear it verbally, but he still could have just fed me a line. It really just felt like he fucking fed me a bunch of bullshit to get in my pants. Um, like he manipulated me, which pissed me off. And then he, uh, yeah, but I got some good jokes out of it. And I made, this is what I'm talking about when I say I'm petty. Although I did not involve anybody else in the scene in my pettiness. I did it all on my own. Um, why well, we went to an open mic the day after he, last time we hung out and I had him hold my phone so I knew that he would see me tell the joke about him 
and that he would know it was about him. And when he heard the part that he knew was about him, he put his, the phone down. He said, oof, and then he put the phone down and then walked away, like, to the back of the room. And I could see him. And, he, you know, we made eye contact. And then I got really drunk and went off on him. But it was outside, no witnesses, thankfully. And uh, then the next day was another Mike. And he was avoiding me. Like, I showed up, and he was over here. But anytime I would get anywhere near where he was, he, would, he was just avoiding me. And so I got his friends outside to smoke weed with them. So he couldn't even, he wouldn't even come hang out with his own friends. They were his friends. <laughs> and because he wouldn't come up and talk, he didn't want to be anywhere near me. And um, so then he just went home alone. But when he was doing his set, I sat there right in the front, just staring him down right in the middle where he couldn't look forward. Um, just with my arms crossed, just staring him down like over my glasses, just no expression. Really, really shook him. <laughs> And I was planning to continue to do that, but his comedy was so bad. He was so funny that it made me sick. Like, I was like, I can't believe I let you inside me. This is awful. Um, how did I let this happen? He was an idiot. I was helping getting him up early at Mike's and helping him with his jokes. And he's nosy and he'll never be anybody. He really should have, he really should have latched on to me. Oh, that's... I love that. That's that's horrible for you, but that's a good story, though. He's a Joe Rogan fan. Oh my God, no! <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's the one that made me start. He's the one that made me start talking shit on Joe Rogan hard. Did he? Was he the Jobra? The no, Jobra? He agreed. No, okay. He agreed with that term when I told him that because it was a, it was a dude online that said that before I started seeing him. That should have been like the massive red flag, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I already liked him. We'd already had, like, it was the best sex I've ever had in my life. Oh, that's hard when the sex is really good, like. I know, I've had a lot of sex with a lot of people, I'm old. So when I say that, it means a lot more than some other people, okay? Like, like 30 orgasms. Oh. Yeah, that's, I haven't even, yeah. I had to tell him to stop because I couldn't handle anymore. Yeah, I haven't even, no. And then I think about just sleeping with him again, just for the sex, but then he starts talking and he's so fucking stupid. And the stuff he posts on Facebook, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. That's like... This was okay. So this was with a non-comic, but this was recent, and it's kind of a similar story. Um, I was like hooking up with this guy, and I thought he was really cool at first. I didn't realize he was this stupid. And then, like, we stopped hooking up. I stopped talking to him, and he posted on like the sex was really, really good. It was probably some of the best sex I've ever had. And he posted online a thing, of, like, a video of him, like, just holding an AK-47, just shooting it with one hand, like, just clutching his other hand so, like, it doesn't kick back. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I slept with that. Like. I know. It's. 
was like, no. <laughs> no. Why? Yeah, no. And I, so that's, I do a lot more investigating now before I, but I did, I hung out with him for three weeks. I did lots of investigating. He fucking lied to me. He fucking, yeah. or, or maybe he really did feel that way. And then at some point he decided that I wasn't somebody he wanted to date and start a relationship with is fine. But just tell me that. Don't, don't tell me that you have a black heart. You don't know if you're ever going to love again. That's what he said. And I'm like, why are you dating me then? I made it very clear that, that I was looking for something serious to happen from this, hopefully. Why would you date me if that is the case? And mm-hmm. he was just like, oh, I don't know. And then I stayed up all night and I couldn't sleep and I wrote jokes about him. And we were supposed to go on a hike the next day. And I was like, no, I don't really, I'm tired. I can't go on a hike. I need a DoorDash to make some money. Well, I'll see you at the mic tonight. See you later. And then, yeah. I fucking annihilated him at the mic. This guy, like, I knew him from, like, years ago. My friends knew him. We had a bunch of mutual friends. Like, he was always cool. And I hadn't seen him in a few years. Like, we reconnected. And he was a totally different person. I didn't realize it. We hung out a few times. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're totally Fox News. Like, oh, why do you have an AK-47? Why do you own that? Like, Man, why are you shoot? Where are you shooting that at? This is why I bring politics up right away. Also, when I go out on a date with somebody, you know, when I was online dating, I have some questions I ask them. Um, like date one, if I if I haven't already gotten this information before then but it's like have you ever been to jail or prison if so why not necessarily disqualifier i just want to know mm-hmm. um none of them are disqualifiers there's no wrong answer well there is wrong answers but you know what i mean it's like yeah like have you now have you ever been addicted to drugs or alcohol you know um yeah Pretty much if that's a yes, for the most part, I'm out. I don't even care if you've been in recovery for a long time. Most of the time, yeah, I just, I'm out. And then, um, I mean, I'd make an exception based on other things. But it, it, it definitely go into the con, con side of the pros and cons, you know. Um, have you ever been... Um, do you have an untreated mental illness? It's fine if you have mental illness, but are you treating it? Are you going to therapy? Are you taking medication? Are you doing something to keep it under control? Because I am, you know? Yeah. And um, do you have any past, like, deep-rooted trauma from childhood or something like that that you haven't worked through or dealt with? It's fine if you have it. Have you dealt with it to where it's not impacting your daily life and your relationships anymore basically are you going to use it as an excuse to be an asshole still um and then the same with like do you have any damage from an ex that isn't healed in a way that it won't impact our relationship and you won't use it as an excuse i don't want to hear about how your ex used to do it and now it's something i do and I need to change it because you didn't like, no, we just need to not be together then because I'm like your ex. Because mm-hmm. 
my personality is set. You know, like it's nothing's changing unless it's something I don't like about me and I want to change. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I asked him, I, I, and it's worked. I went on a date with a guy and, and yes, he'd been to prison. He spent five years in prison for armed robbery that he did when he was 19 and he was only 28. So he hadn't been out very long. Uh, daily alcoholic needed to drink a bunch of vodka or got the shakes alcoholic oh damn yeah so much trauma mental illness and problems that had not been worked through he was like i don't i just smoke weed i don't need to take those pills and i was like peace out get out of my car don't kiss me don't touch me i don't want to smell you you know i don't don't i'm not kissing you i'm not doing anything that might get some feelings to where i can lie to myself about my ability to help you just get the fuck out of my car he didn't mm -hmm. have a car and he lived with his brother and slept on his couch he's a loser and um i straight up i straight up uh was i i told him that in text i was like look i don't i have no interest in dating somebody that that is that much of an alcoholic really uh i can't do that so then he's like we can be friends i'm like yeah sure and then we just quit talking it worked and then, that's something you have to do though like you can't subject yourself to someone else's issues no yeah i like it over the years because i am i'm a healthy helper and mm -hmm. it in a way that I like people to need me and I'm an enabler and I don't I'm not going down that path I've done it unsuccessfully if people don't have the desire to fix themselves there's nothing I can do for them and so they so need to have already done the work that's that's kind of how I am like I have a very like I want people to like me personality. So like I remember I've dated two ex heroin addicts and I'm like, Oh, I'll fix you. You can't fix them. No. You can't, you can't fix them. Like unless they want to get better, they won't. I mean, and you can support them while, you know, emotional, you can, if you have it in you, you can emotionally support them while they fix their self, but I don't even have that in me anymore. I need them to be, mm -hmm. uh, I yeah. Need, yeah, I need them to be on the other side of all of it and, and to have some clarity and some healing from things um, where they're not having a daily impact on their life to where I don't have to hear about how they're living one day at a time, have to listen to their talk about how their ex treated them this way so that's why they're reacting to me and i'm like but i've never treated you that way so why i'm not going to be punished because your ex was a bitch i'm not going to be punished because somebody else treated you badly and cheated on you so now you're paranoid that i'm going to cheat on you I, i'm not going to be punished for somebody else's mistakes i don't punish people for other people's mistakes i go into a relationship completely open-minded and open-hearted and i don't you know what i mean and mm -hmm. And if I'm not able to do that, then I don't date. So just, yeah, I think a, a lot of times too, is people don't think about what 
they're bringing to a relationship. They think about what they want, what they want from somebody. Like, I want someone like this and this and this, but they don't think about how, who they are and what they're going to bring to that person. What are you going to do for that person in turn if you get this amazing person to do all these things for you? What are you going to do? You know, so like, they don't think about what they have to offer other people. So, I don't know, emotional maturity and um, is, is hard, hard to find emotionally mature people it's rare for sure men or women it's just oh both sides definitely like i have a twin brother and i've seen his dating past and it's 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 definitely on both ends of the spectrum because i like women i've never been very successful at dating them seriously i just don't know where to pick them up i don't know how to hit on a woman they always think i'm just complimenting them and being nice and I'm like no I I want to be on your ass what I mean yes those jeans make your butt look good but I wasn't saying that in a friend way but it's cool whatever um, like no, I like you like you though <laughs> like 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 your butt like 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 it um yeah I'm just stuck at it and I think I'm just being lazy because men are so much easier they're so much easier and I don't I know how to navigate a dude I don't know how to navigate dating a woman see I I've never I'm not I'm not into women sometimes I wish I was because I feel like I feel like it'd be easier almost like mm -hmm. I'm I know lots of lesbians and they have the same problems that you know any other relationship has at the mm -hmm. of it, but you know, and there's, there's plenty of alcoholic lesbians for me to be codependent on. Um, and I'd be more likely to be codependent on to, I, I'd let a woman have a lot more leeway as far as being weak and vulnerable and wanting yeah. to help her. I would have so much more leeway than I do a dude that, yeah, I don't know. There's trash lesbians out there too. There's, Fuck boy lesbians that just want to fuck around and, and don't care about people. Um, they seem to like to hit on me for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I, I get the same kind of women interested in me as I do men. They can sense it. Narcissists can sense their victims. See, my, it's funny because like my best friend's a lesbian. We just had this conversation like a couple nights ago. Um, cause I'm like dealing with this one guy and he's like just sending mad mixed signals for about like two weeks now and she knows him and I'm like, ah, oh, it'd be so much easier if I was just into girls cause I feel like they'd be so much straightforward. She's like, no dude, you have no idea. And I'm like, but I'm so much straightforward. Like I have no problem with it. You're like, you're straightforward. We can have a straightforward conversation and tell each other to fuck off when we're mad at each other. And then come back two days later and be like, I'm sorry, let's talk about it. And she's like, that's because like, we're us. She's like, we're not dating. And I'm like, that's a good point though. Like I didn't think about it in that regard. Yeah. Like, and she's yeah. like, you have no idea. <laughs> I've been thinking about that too. Like I am so much more strict with people I'm dating 
like if I text my best friend and she doesn't text me back for two days, I don't go off on her and send her a long message um, flipping out. But I will if we're dating. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't plan to hang out every, I don't plan to spend every day or the rest of my life, you know, with, in the presence of my best friend. We kill each yeah. other. We would kill each oh, other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my friend I'm staying with here, Lynette, she's a lesbian, and we did, we met because we met on online dating, and it just, we're not sexually compatible at all. Um, yeah, and so we're just friends now, but I have a, a lot of lesbian tendencies, I guess, and people, I just, I'm kind of masculine for females, all it is. And then, like, I have one of my best friends, Brooke, in Omaha, man, if her and I were lesbians, we would get married. And we would be so happy together. It would be amazing. But unfortunately, we're not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not opposed to dating a woman, but it would have, I don't have any idea how to meet her or interact with her in a romantic way. If I did, she'd have to be, she'd have to be the one pursuing things. Yeah. I, no, I get what you're saying. Cause I feel like I'm not totally opposed to it, but I would have no idea where to even start with it. Yeah. I know how to have sex with a woman. I know if I just want to have sex with a woman, I know how to make that happen. See, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. I would just be like, um. Yeah, that's pretty easy. I'd be like, what do I do? Tell me what to do. Like, I don't know. I'm experienced in that arena. But See, it's I, like asking them out and going on a date and dating them and trying to build an actual loving, like committed relationship. I've never attempted that. So I don't know. Am I, I don't know. I'm not unopposed to it necessarily, but it just seems like a lot of work, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I got it in me to, to do all that work. You know? See, I'm at the point where I'm just happy. I got two dogs and I'm happy with them. I'm just like, they're all I need right now. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, most of the time I'm pretty okay with being single, and then sometimes I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, I have those days where I'm just like, why am I not good enough for anyone? <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm so fucking awesome. Why am I not? No one appreciates me. Exactly. Like, I know I'm great, but, like, no one else does, and I don't know why. No, yeah, I'm a great girlfriend. Like, I, I was having one of those days yesterday, and I was just, like, sitting right here, and I was, like, I was watching Letterkenny. I don't know if you've ever watched that, but it's, oh, my, it's on Hulu, and it's about these redneck Canadians, and it sound the pitch is horrible, but, like, it's so funny. Um, it's just, like, it's very, like, dry, innocent comedy, but it's, like, great, but... I was sitting here watching that, and I just started crying, and I was like, why does nobody like me? Because I'm fantastic. Yeah. I and I, I was like, I'm watching something that's hilarious, and I don't understand why I'm sad right now. Well, comedy, <laughs> that's one thing comedy has given me, is comedy is the love of my life. 
Mm -hmm. So I, at the end of the day, as long as I still have comedy, I'm fine being single. I don't care. Um, it, when I go up and I have a really good set and I kill, it's as, it's, it's a satisfying, more satisfying than any sex I've ever had. So like when I come off stage, that's the worst time to try to hit on me because I literally don't need your attention. I don't give a shit. I have no desire to have sex. I'm satisfied. I'm fulfilled. And I don't need anything from you. That's the worst time to hit on me. Um, unless you're going to come up and tell me how great I did and kiss my ass. That's mm -hmm. the time to hit on me because I feel great and I'm at the top of my confidence. And so it's going to take a lot to hit on me at that point. Um, and I'm definitely not sleeping with anybody. I just don't care. And I, I think that's why I'm like that now. Like, that's why I'm like that. Like why I was like that yesterday. Cause like, I don't have comedy right now. Right. Like, I don't have that confidence boost. I don't have the hole like, is not being filled. Exactly. Like I'm in a relationship with comedy and it's like, we're on a break and I need something else. And it's just not there. I'm not being fulfilled. Like, yeah. Like when I'm doing mics every week, when I'm doing shows on the weekends, when I'm doing that, like, I don't know if it's, I'm keeping myself, I don't think, I don't even think it's, I'm keeping myself busy. Like it's fulfilling. It's satisfying. Like, like you said, that's like when you come off stage, whether it's a mic or a show, that's like the best feeling in the world. I don't care if it's like the shittiest set I've ever done. Like I did it. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it's, uh, I keep busy doing comedy, but not just to keep busy. It's because I'm driven to do it. I want to do it. That's where I yes. want to be. And so that's another problem with dating, especially dating somebody who's not a comic, is because to go on a date with someone means that I am not going to a mic or going to watch a show. Um, I'm not doing something. I'm, 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 I'm choosing them over comedy. And so there's that, that immediately puts them to this high standard because if things start going wrong on the day, all I'm thinking is you're keeping me from doing comedy right now. I didn't go do comedy to come spend time with you and this is how you're going to handle it. You know? And so I get, mm -hmm. I get pissed off. Like you're wasting my fucking time. I have better things to do. And then, you know, if I'm out doing something comedy related five of seven nights a week, that means I have two nights to do everything else in my life, including spend time by myself, which is necessary. So, you know, I just don't have a lot of time to give, to waste giving somebody. So as soon as I feel like they're a waste of time, I'm out. I'm not gonna waste my time being unfulfilled when I know there's something out there that will fulfill me and it's comedy. And I feel like when you try to mesh like dating like a non-comic with the comedy world like maybe you take them to mics with you so you can kind of do both like I feel like that just doesn't work ever because like you're trying to talk to the other comics but then you got this guy with you and it's just like awkward because they don't really know how to act the like bulk of my the bulk of my comedy career I was with well two people an ex-boyfriend who was really good when he came to stuff um, at being able to do his own thing and not be up my ass. Um, mm -hmm. 
but he just didn't come to a lot because he had his own life too. Um, and then my ex-husband, my last ex-husband, he would come with me to mics and stuff and hang out with comedians because he wanted to smoke all their weed. Um, and so, but he was not, I was able to, you know, cause you got a network, you got to walk around and talk. You can't be yeah. at a table. That's the whole freaking point. Especially if you're not on the show, if you're going to just go watch a comedy mm -hmm. show, the whole point in watching the comedy show, besides obviously being entertained by these comedians that are at a higher level than you at the level you want to be at. So it's kind of like studying them, but also mm -hmm. you want to network with those people. You want to network with the people that produce the show. You want to talk to the audience members and maybe get them to come to your show. That's at the same venue next week. You know what I mean? And so there's like all this networking that needs to be done. So yeah, you can't have somebody that you ha that can't handle being left on their own and it's going to get pissed because you ignored them all night. And um, following you around like a lost puppy. Yeah. I mean, they're all awkward and it's like, you're killing this. Like, can you yeah. just go somewhere? Like, do you have to go somewhere, just involve yourself in the conversation, maybe be helpful? I don't know. Like, it's, it's fucking impossible. Exactly. Like, it's, Being it's the most. Comedian is just adding an extra layer that's made dating more difficult. Yeah. But I don't care because I love comedy and I wouldn't give it up for anything or anybody. And exactly. I have children, they're grown, but you know, my youngest is a senior in high school and I left them in Wichita to go pursue comedy. I, I left my mother's here. You know what I mean? I left all my people are here in Wichita and I left everyone that I know. I, I quit my job. I divorced my husband because he was going to get in the way of comedy. I was not going to be able to do what I wanted to do and have in my life. It was not possible. Um, he was just going to drag me down. So I got rid of, I got divorced. I quit my job. I abandoned my children um, a little sooner than I probably should have because I love comedy. So I'm not letting some dumbass distract me or derail me from my goals. Um, so you either get with the program or you get out. Yeah. And, uh, that's, I mean, and that's an unreasonable thing to have somebody, you know, it's going to be all about my life and my dreams and what I want. And I don't care what you want. That's not a good way to start a relationship. So I almost have to date a comedian. <laughs> it's, they're the only ones that are going to understand. It's like a catch 22. Like, you don't really want to do it, but like you kind of have to. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're the only ones that are going to understand, or a, a creative person of some sort. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, man, I already ran my gamut of musicians. I can't handle it. That was. See, I haven't. I haven't. I think. I, well, I've, I haven't dated a comedian yet, but I have dated a few musicians, and I feel like I haven't dated them while I was doing comedy. It was before that. Yeah. But I feel like they would get it. Like, I feel like they would. Yeah. They I would have them in like the mid 2000s. Yeah. Went through my musician phase. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll get it. But I always like to date drummers or bass players. I was never in, or I was never into the lead guitar or the singer. They are a bass player and bass players and drummers always seem to be the relationship guys i was a bass player and my other ex was the vocalist yeah 
and the vocalist was just like oh my god i he gave me so much comedy material it was unreal because yeah. i wasn't even doing comedy at the time but i still use it because it's just i can't not use it well like, yeah you got your whole life it's gold like yeah that's why I have it. My only tattoo that I got six months into comedy says, at least I got some good material. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my philosophy on life in general is that I can at least get some good material out of it. Because um, I can find, I can find the nuggets of material in anything. So, and the worst thing that ever happened to me, I've been able to make jokes about it. Not jokes that go over very well because it's pretty dark. But I love but their jokes. Like <laughs> I love that material. I love that I was able to write it. I don't really perform it very often, but maybe I'll bring it back. I think my favorite jokes I have are probably the 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 darkest ones. And they split a crowd so hard, but like I know they do, but I still use them anyway. Yeah. I have to have to do my to do my dark joke about my kids, I have to have like 15, 20 minutes. Cause I gotta do all my kid material. And I, my kids give me, I have half my solid material is about my children. They're a gold mine for material. They really are. How many kids do you have? Four. Oh God. Yeah. I have none. They're <laughs> 21, 23, 21, 19 and 18. So, oh my gosh. I'm on the other side of it. They See, I my brother just had his first kid. She's 5 months old. And I was like, "Was that an accident?" Did you mean Did to she... do that? Are we happy? Yeah. Well, was... They're pregnant. Are we happy? happy you're pregnant? Like, it was a happy accident. Like it turned out okay. <laughs> Anytime I find somebody out, somebody's pregnant, my immediate reaction is like, oh no, are you okay? Is this, are we happy about this? My immediate reaction is that they're not happy about it, that it was an accident. Oh, they, he wasn't even, like, we're twins, and he wasn't, he didn't even tell our parents. But, like, we have this weird thing where I just know things about him, and, uh, we're sitting there and I, me and his girlfriend weren't talking at the time. Like we just didn't get along. And I said something mean about her. I don't even remember what it was. And he's like, well, you better like her because she's going to be around for a while. I'm like, why is she pregnant? And his face just dropped. I was like, she's fucking pregnant. How old are you? I'm 25. Oh God. You have so much time. <laughs> and I was like, dad, Elena's pregnant. You have 15 like, years, at least. I mean, women are having babies later and later now. If you want to have them at all, you don't even have to. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of humans out there. I have I don't my carbon footprint. It's cool. <laughs> I, I did the work of two women, at least. So, I, 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 anytime a woman says she doesn't want to have a kid, I never try to talk her into it. I never am like, Oh, but you'll change your mind. I'm like, good, don't. Like, <laughs> if you don't really want to have a child, do not become a mother. Because you're going to fuck that kid up. You're going to fuck the kid up. Most of the men that I date are just ruined because they had shitty moms. 
And then they want me to be their mom. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be anybody's mom. You're going to, you're going to, especially if you have a boy, you're going to make a shitty man. We have enough of those. Yeah. So I think there was a whole generation of men that are now between the ages of 35 and 45 whose mothers did not have access to abortions and birth control. And they just shouldn't even exist in this world because they were born to shitty women that did, had no business being mothers. And the damage a mom can do to a person is way deeper and way worse than a father. Oh, yeah. And I don't think people realize that. Like, and my mom, she waited until she was 30 to have me and my brother. And I don't, like, I remember asking, I was like, why did you wait so long to have kids? Because, like, we were her first kids. Like, we were her only kids. She got a buy one, get one deal. Damn, that'd be dope. Right? And uh, she's like, I had shit to do. The guys, I had stuff to do. I didn't want kids yet. Like, we were an accident also, but, like, she did want kids eventually. She just was living her life. And um, I have so much respect for that, because, like, if she would have had us when she was, like, my age, like, we would probably be so fucked up. Like, Yeah, I mean, I had all my kids young, but I wanted them. Like, I yeah. wanted children. I I needed it. I felt it inside me when I'd see a baby. Like I wanted it so bad. Um, so I really wanted to be a mother. Um, and they turned out all right. Most of them, even the one that's not, it's a terrible human is still a productive member of society enough that she's not relying on me to take care of her. She doesn't need me or her dad's finances or anything. So I would say that I have an 85. I have a nice solid B plus as a mother. Um, really what's wrong with her has nothing to do with me. Part of it's just how she was, she's just born that way. She's just always been awful. <laughs> I don't think Sometimes it Sometimes that happens. It's just, you're just born that way. And then like, you just become a shitty person. And it's like my brother, he was just kind of born shitty. Like I turned out okay. He, not so much like. Yeah. Yeah, her sister's fine. My sons are fine. Uh, I don't know what happened to her. She's just... See, like, see I have an older half-sister from my dad's first marriage, but my parents had her um, since she was, like, three. And uh, she turned out okay. I turned out okay. My brother, uh, questionable. Maybe the, has the baby changed him at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That really helps. Like, my friend Lynette's son had a baby, and they're having a second baby. And, yeah, I, he's, you know, it, it really whipped him into shape. Um, sometimes men rise to the occasion of being a father. Most men don't really think about it until it happens to them. And someone puts a baby in their arms, and they're like, you're a dad now. And then they'll be like, oh, shit, I better do something. Uh, to take care of this thing, you know what I mean? And then they fall in love with their baby, but there's not a lot of men that are walking around going, oh, I need to have a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, no, he has, like, completely done, like, a 180. I'm so proud of him. Like, I didn't think he'd be a good dad, honestly. I was like, you're gonna fuck this little kid up. Like, you're not gonna, you're gonna be horrible. But, like, he's like, this is my little girl. This is my daughter. And I'm like, Oh, he named her after a car, though. Um, not proud of that. Like, have you seen uh, Gone in 60 Seconds? No. 
Okay, so there's a car in the movie, and they call it Eleanor. And he named his daughter Eleanor after the car. That's an old name, too. I'm just like, it's such a pretty name. I'm like, can we just say she was named after, like, Eleanor Roosevelt? Let's go with Eleanor Roosevelt. He's like, Eleanor after the car. And I'm like, okay, well. Well, I'm going to tell her about Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, right. Well, I call her Nora. And I'm like, well, Nora. And he's like, Eleanor after the Mustang. And I'm like, okay, at least you're a good dad. Like, at least you love her, okay? <laughs> that's, that's good enough, right? Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and get off here because I got a potty. Okay. Ending most of these conversations, I have to urinate. And uh, it was really good talking to you. And um, I know you're on the festival, which may or may not get canceled. I don't know. I'm going to make it this, it's going to be June 1st before I make an official decision on what's happening to it. I'm trying to hear what the mayor of Denver says. I have unconfirmed but reliable information that from June 1st to September, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be able to happen. Like, they're gonna limit it to 50 or less, and I don't even know if that means bars will be open, or if it's just like weddings and gatherings, but I'll know by June 1st, so. Okay. I'll send out an email on June 1st as to whether it's happening, or I'm postponing it, or what's happening with it. Okay. Make plans if we are having it, so. I will be in touch, and I hope, if worst case, I'm having it next year, and I already have all the people for it, you know. Just let me know. I would love to be there. I will come out. I'm excited either way. It was great talking to you. You too. It was nice to meet you, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.